Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. People's eyes are gonna pop out of their damn skulls when they see this. Listen, you little bitch. You hang up on me again, I'll gut you like a fish. Finger licking good. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills, and this is the first episode of the brand new side series I'm doing called Tiny Terrors, where each Tuesday I'm going to release a small mini episode where I review a horror movie I enjoyed, or maybe a horror movie or two, just depending on what I've seen over the past week or so. Preferably, I'm going to pick a new release and then like an older horror film. Just depends on you know what I have the chance to see that week or so. So uh, This week, I am going to be diving into Dr. Jekyll, which comes out next month on VOD. Uh, the only release date I've been able to find so far is March 11th in the UK. I'm not sure about the US yet, but as soon as I find something out, I'll make sure to share that on all the socials as well. So uh, I'm also going to be diving into the 2000 horror film, or the horror film from the year 2000, The Convent, directed by Mike Mendez. That was one that just got recently put up on Shutter that I really enjoyed. So just make sure you check that out if you uh, don't want any spoilers. I'm not going to go too heavy on these with spoilers, especially Dr. Jekyll, because it's not out yet. but uh, And because these are just quick mini-reviews. But just in case you don't like spoilers at all, it is available already on Shutter. So Now first up, I'm going to talk about Dr. Jekyll. This is the latest release from Hammer Films. Of course, the famous horror label that you know started back in the day doing you know, uh, their takes on the Universal Monsters, and then, you know, just going on to do a lot of gothic horror. Uh, they released, uh, I think their return was years back with The Woman in Black, the Daniel Radcliffe film. I think that was, like, their official return after being, you know, gone for all these years. And they've done some stuff over the past few years. I can't really remember off the top of the head, you know, what films were Hammer films. Uh, but this is uh, them finally, I think, doing one of their, you know, old properties again and reimagine. well, not their property, but, you know, just something that they've done in the past and reimagining, you know, the tale of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, of course. And this time around, uh, it's Dr. Jekyll, uh, Dr. Nina Jekyll is played by Eddie Izzard, uh, who is a elderly doctor who no longer is a doctor, but just needs help around her house and stuff like that. So she hires this uh, young guy who just got out of prison and, you know, obviously needs a lot of help getting back on his feet so he can see his kid and all this. And, uh, Pretty much without giving too much away, this film is one that I definitely recommend checking out if it hits some of the streaming services. I just don't know if I'd go seek it out. Uh, I feel like overall, the performances are great. The gothic look to everything is awesome, and it definitely has a feel of some Hammer films. You know, like I said, with the gothic feel, and then the score's great, and then just, uh, you know, everything about it is quality as far as you know performances the look of everything the direction i just feel like overall this film is going to be forgettable if it wasn't for the fact that it's also attached to the dr jekyll and mr hyde name of course uh it is very forgetful um other than that i do think that this film would benefit from more hide i guess you know uh the name is just dr jekyll but there's just not much hide. You know, the last this film is only about an hour and 28 minutes, I think. And I feel like you spent about an hour and 10 minutes waiting for, you know, uh, Mrs. Hyde to show up in this movie. So it just takes a long time to develop. And even though it is slow moving, like a lot of old Hammer films, it just, you know, in this day and age, you got to have a little bit more punch, you know, to your ending if you uh, at least want that slow burn to pay off. And this just didn't have it for me. So. If I had to give it an overall rating, I'd probably give it a 6 out of 10. Like I said, it wasn't bad anywhere. It wasn't technically bad at all as far as, you know, just filmmaking goes. Uh, just storytelling, it just 
felt a little lackluster to me and stuff like that. And all the performances were great as well. Eddie Izzard killed it as Dr. Nina Jekyll. The other lead, Scott Chambers, who plays this kid named Rob, he's great. So uh, if director Joe Stevenson ever does something again, I kind of will be excited to check it out because, like I said, the direction of this film was fine. Uh, I just feel like the storytelling overall uh, could have been better. And he didn't write it either. It was written by Dan Kelly Morin. Sorry if I butcher anybody's name. And uh, Robert Lewis Stevenson. So uh, probably, you know, somebody he's related to, but still. Uh, definitely, you know, the direction of this was very solid. And I liked the hammer look of everything, uh, especially in the beginning. You know, like the whole title card was super uh, throwback to hammer. So I loved that. And then next up, I just want to talk about The Convent from the year 2000, directed by Mike Mendez. Uh, this is just something that popped up on Shudder, and I ended up watching it with my wife about a week or so ago, and we really enjoyed it and just had a blast with it. Uh, Mike Mendez has done a couple other films. He did that big-ass spider movie that uh, a lot of people ran it about. I haven't seen it yet, but it's definitely on my list now after watching this. He did do The Grave Dancers, which is one of those after-dark horror film, eight films to die for labeled movies that came out back in the early 2000s. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. It's one of the few that I actually revisit from time to time of those labeled films. Uh, some of them are really bad, and some of them are pretty good. Uh, and then he also he just did one of the segments in uh, Satanic Hispanics that just came out recently. So uh, check that out if you haven't already. That'll be coming out on March 8th on Shudder, if I'm not mistaken. So if you haven't seen it, it'll be available soon for sure. But uh, I really enjoyed The Convent. I don't really recognize any of the main cast, except for the very main girl. Uh, she actually played Nina in a few episodes of That 70s Show. I don't know if you guys remember her from that, but she was the one that dated Fez in the later seasons. Then they worked together at the DMV, I think. Uh, other than that, there's nobody really in the main cast that stands out, but there's cameos from Coolio, Bill Mosley and Adrian Barbeau that are all fucking worth uh, your while. The practical effects of this are great. Uh, it's pretty much about a group of teenagers who break into a convent, uh, an old broken down convent, and one by one they get start to get possessed by demons. That's kind of the log line I'll give without spoiling too much. Uh, I guess going forward, slight spoiler alert for the convent so I can talk about a few things that I just really enjoyed about this film and that stood out. Uh, the group of kids in this kind of remind me of the group of kids in like Night of the Demons or maybe even Demon Wind, uh, where they just kind of are a group of kids that you don't really like, but you enjoy them on screen because they're funny and goofy in different ways. And um, especially some of the kids, they're just so like hilariously bad, but it works because it's like got this campy, you know, feel to it and stuff. And that's one thing I think that I really like about this film is, you know, thinking about when it came out in 2000. At that time, everything was just rehashing Scream, and, you know, it was kind of that gap before, you know, we got away from the Scream rehashes, or Scream ripoffs, and started working towards the torture porn and uh, J-horror remakes and stuff, and, you know, in that gap, you know, there just wasn't much good horror, and I feel like this one definitely is one I wish I would have seen back then, because it would have stuck out, and I really enjoy it. From the rip, this movie pulled me in. It starts literally with a girl just rolling up to a convent full of nuns and just blowing them away. She fucking walks in and starts beating them with a bat, lights them on fire. And she even does another thing that I won't spoil just, you know, to leave some mystery to it. But it's so fucking wild that it starts like that. And then it goes on to, like, introduce you to these kids that are just so over the top, campy, cheesy fun that immediately you feel like you're in an 80s horror movie. And then, of course, all the practical effects that happen in this movie, you know, there's probably five decapitations, a bunch of blood squirting uh, gags, and just really cool scenes. So highly recommend checking this one out. My only complaints about it really are 
some of the editing is obviously a little weak because of the year 2000, of course. Uh, there's, you know, some a lot of just shaky cam and like some things that are just pretty much like people twitching their head around real wild. And some of that stuff I really wish, you know, I, I could do without. But of course, I just, you know, relay that to it coming out in the year 2000. And then another editing choice that's kind of weird is there's these random giggles that happen throughout that I guess you're supposed to think are coming from the demons you know once the demons because it happens once you know the demons are on screen and stuff but they're like fucking cartoony giggles so uh those two things are my really only big complaints this is again a film i'd probably only give a seven out of ten but it's because of when it came out and everything it really stands out to me uh mike mendez seems like a great guy i've listened to a few interviews with him like he was on post-mortem and a couple other things and uh so i just really enjoy his work i enjoy this one i also recommend grave dancers and I also recommend checking out, you know, Satanic Hispanics once that drops uh, on March 8th, like I said, on uh, Shudder, I believe. If I'm mistaken on that, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure that's what I saw uh, on their schedule. So another thing I want to call out in this film is if you either saw it or if you just watch it after you listen to this, uh, towards the end, there's a scene where uh, Adrian Barbeau and the main girl ride into the convent on like a motorcycle and they bust through these two doors. And you obviously see that whoever the stuntman was playing Adrian Barbeau's character gets fucking rocked by that door and taken out off, off of that bike. It's like a real quick scene, but you see that that stunt did not go well and they had to leave it in the movie because of budget issues. But, uh, so Mike Mendez, if you're listening, I wanted to have you on the podcast to ask about that. Cause I'm sure that was a fun day. But, uh, uh, other than that, like I said, uh, Dr. Jekyll, I'd probably give it a six out of 10. Everything was solid. Technically just, kind of boring and forgetful like i said if it wasn't attached to the dr jekyll and mr hightail it probably wouldn't even be brought up in the in the future by me ever again no offense to hammer films i'm excited that they're back i just you know when you have a name like hammer attached to you, you just kind of want you know a little bit better quality and stuff like that like i kind of want something more like uh the gothic tales like the witch you know and stuff like that so um or even the house of the devil you know feels like more of a gothic tale than some of the stuff we get these days but I did really enjoy The Convent, which is free on Shutter right now. I think it's even on Tubi. Uh, it's a super fun little horror film. I really hope somebody gets the rights and does a restoration for Blu-ray, whether it's uh, Vinegar Syndrome or just one of these other labels doing it nowadays, like Vestron or I heard Anchor Bay's coming back somewhere. So the more companies doing Blu-rays, the the merrier because it's bullshit when companies like Best Buy just stop carrying them. So hearing that people like Anchor Bay are going to start doing it again, you know, kind of helps the physical media war in our favor so uh but no definitely check this out and thank you guys for listening to this episode if you did check it out like i said i'm gonna keep these short and sweet they're kind of they're not to replace we still do these monthly roundtable episodes and of course at the beginning of those we are going to chat about what we watched throughout the month and stuff like that and of course i will still mention these films this is just so i can give more of my thoughts without extending those episodes by 15 to 20 minutes from time to time uh because you know these reviews weren't that in depth but it was honestly because uh dr jekyll just wasn't as entertaining as i expected and um i only chose that movie because i got a screener for it so going forward it's mostly going to be stuff that's new releases like uh really hoping to get out and see lisa frankenstein soon even though that's been out a while you know that might be one i do on a future episode or uh you know even some stuff that's just horror adjacent like i want to see love lies bleeding by rose glass who did saint Maud, and you know uh it's coming out through 824 so just keep an eye out for future episodes i'll definitely be announcing what movies i'm going to do as they get closer these are just little episodes for me to throw stuff out so of course if i get busy and i need to use this time to work on the main podcast episodes i will just skip these episodes but just make sure you follow me on facebook instagram and x 
for all updates on both, whether it's the Tiny Terror episodes or the main episodes. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast, you could just do so the free way by sharing it around or rating and subscribing wherever you're listening. Or if you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, it is only $2 a month. You'll get some stickers in the mail, a shout-out on a future episode, and a couple other perks as well. So all that money will go right back into the podcast, whether it's just printing new stickers, merch, coming up on four years. And I like to change things up when I hit the year mark, so uh, we'll see. But make sure you check back on Thursday, as it'll be our monthly roundtable episode. And we're chatting about the Spanish film, The Last Circus, by Alex de la Glacius. I'll be joining my monthly co-host, of course. Thank you guys again, and stay safe.